Okay, so we're we're continuing with uh, how careful a person has to be in giving Eitzah to someone else. Um, the fact that a person, you know, no one knows what really is happening in other people's hearts, right? So, um, classic example is someone says to you, hey, you know, I'm, I don't know, I'm kind of, have a little bit of cold feet about you know buying the, buying this house of yours over here. What's the neighborhood like? What are the neighbors like? You know, and so you launch into a very f- friendly, brotherly uh, explanation of how this neighborhood is going to be really, really good for their family, etc. Right? Um, but that's difficult because you yourself are biased, right? Uh, it's very it's very challenging. It's challenging to give a to give a uh, honest answer, um, and especially there's no true right or wrong. This this is what we've been talking about. The the challenge in the keys, unlike in, in the heroes, is there's no right or wrong answer. There's no no particular. You can't say I lied. It's not true, right? So, you know. You can bend it a little bit. You can say, oh, you, you, you can emphasize all the positive sides of, you know, that particular decision, right? Um, and it's not wrong. No one, no one can pin you down and say it's wrong. That's why, um, like we spoke out last time, the Pesach finishes off with, V'yoresa me'elokecha, ani Hashem. Right? You should have fear, you should have awe of Hashem, knowing that He that He knows everything that's happening in your heart. Which means when someone comes and he asks you for a piece of advice, you have to give them the best advice that you would be giving yourself in the situation. Right? That's that's really challenging because um, you know, there's no clear right or wrong. Somebody else might actually give them this piece of advice that you're giving them. I mean, even though you you yourself know that really maybe this is not the best idea for him, right? But maybe three other people would would exactly say what you're about to say. Is is it okay if we say we don't know, even though we do know, we think this may be a bad thing or maybe a good thing? Can we just say we don't know? Just oh, that's a very good question. He's gonna, he's going to talk about that. You talk about that towards the end of giving Eitzah. So if you skip to the end of the Eitzah paragraphs, which by me, the, the next paragraph, the, the final paragraph talking about Eitzah is, Ach zos hi Adam. You see that? It's like two paragraphs after where we are. I mean, we're in the, we, we're in the paragraph that begins with Vitira. Sha'amda Torah al-Sof Adaitam. Yeah? So the next paragraph after that, Achzos, he chovas Adam. So there, towards the end, he says, really, if this person is planning to do something that actually would be bad for him, right? So ideally, you should give him tochacha. You should tell him, my dear friend, this is going to be negative for you, right? You shouldn't do this for this, that, and that reason. Can you just preempt everything by saying... I don't know about for you, but for me, this is what it's like. You could preempt that, but the question is, 
is that really true or not? And you say, listen, I don't know for you, but for me, this is what it's like. I really love this job. This is like the best job. Look at all the perks it has. But really, it's not true. You, you, you actually think this would be negative for him. It's like a car salesman's like, this car would be great for you. <laughs> you get to know the mechanic really well. Right, exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, y- you certainly can say that, but then the point is for you to follow up with the most straight, honest answer. He says the way that you would advise yourself. The, the idea being that a person wants to mess things up for somebody subconsciously. So in, 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 our, in, the, in our case, we're talking about a, a situation primarily is when you have your own your own uh, reason why you'd want why you'd want this to happen. The extreme case that Gemara spoke about is that he wants he tells the guy, "Hey, why, I think you sell your field right to buy a really nice white donkey over there, right?" To take right? something from him, and like, he really wants to buy the field, right? He'd like to own the field himself, okay? Right? Um, so. Somebody, so so again, you know, somebody was buying your house, right? And they start schmoozing you about the neighborhood and this, and so you know, what are the schools like? Yeah, you know, I got these kids with a kind of a difficult situation. Is it going to be good for them here, right? So how would that fit into that situation? Then? You have to be really honest with them. No, but I mean, like, how? There's there's no um, side. Benefit for the you'd community. like to sell your house. Oh, it's uh, the house. Is, I thought you just thought it said moving into the into the community. No, no, no. Hey, the, the point is, usually people don't have any difficulty giving really, really honest advice when they have no skin in the game. I see. I see. Okay. Right, but when in one way or another you are, you stand to benefit right, gotcha. from 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 this. That's where it becomes difficult. Okay. Um. So I just wanted to show you there that a couple of sentences into that next paragraph is exactly what Paul was talking about. Ve'im yera sheyirahu hezek la'atzmo be'etzahi If you see that this is going to damage you by giving this advice, im Also, if you can tell, listen, you're going to hurt me by doing this. Please don't do that. Fine, that's good. Alponov shall hamis yaitz yochihehu vimlav yistalik min adover v'lo yetsehu. If not, just don't say anything. I mean to say, if 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 let's say you know that by him doing this thing, he's gonna I don't know. He's thinking about doing something. Your boss is consulting with you if he should. They should consolidate departments, and you can see this is probably going to ultimately lead to you losing your job, right? So instead of telling him, no, 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 I think we should, you know, we should don't do, we shouldn't do that, right? No, I mean, if you know that really is the right thing, so either a tell him, listen, but it means I'm going to lose my job, like you shouldn't do that, or at least just stay out of his way, try to not get involved in that conversation if you feel like you can't give the honest piece of advice. That's that's what that's what Paul was asking, right? So, if you know your prejudice, you know your bias. Say like, you know what? Maybe you should talk to somebody else. And that's the truth is that that's 
Shtikas Yag L'Chochma, anyway, right? Uh, in everything, as I'll say, being quiet is a, is a way to protect your own wisdom. Um, when you're sticking your five cents into everything, right? That's that's not a, a way of a wise man. So it's better anyway, unless you really are kind of local expert in this, to just say, you know what? If the guy insists, he says, no, everyone told me you're the man to talk to. I have to hear from you, right? Okay, so then fine. Then maybe it's different, but otherwise, um, better to be. Say if you know that you are biased in this situation, so and it's going to be challenging to give a true piece of advice, so just send them elsewhere. Um, of course, if you know, if you could, um, if you could give them totally honest piece of advice, that's great. So, so that is over here the challenge, and like we said, the Hashem. Um, is pointing out to us, you have to listen to your own internal self and know that whatever it is that you're thinking deep inside, I'm aware of that. Um, there's, no, there's no getting, there's no like tricking and saying, well, maybe maybe many people would say what I'm saying. Yeah, but you wouldn't have said what you're saying. Would another way to approach it being that Hashem's already... Like the, the outcome's already been determined anyway in terms of what you stand to benefit or, or gain. Like you, you can't trick Hashem in the sense of what the outcome is going to be. Not necessarily, because you have to remember, first of all, free will decision makers can harm you. The uh, famous uh, Gurarye and others, or Chaim Kaddish, by, by the Shvatim throwing Yosef into the, into the bear with the serpents and the snakes, right? Because... Rubin said that we, being free will decision makers, we can kill him even though he's not deserving of dying. But if he's, even if he's a perfect tzaddik. But if we throw him into a pit, and he's a perfect tzaddik, the snakes and scorpions are not going to touch him. Which means, snakes and scorpions will not kill a man who's a perfect tzaddik. Mm-hmm. Which we can't be suffering to many of us. But free will decision makers can, free will decision makers can still kill him. So... You know, it's, it's always this... Ravon Lepiansky spoke about this when he was here. He's talking about how, like, everyone likes to tell the story about the guy in business, and he was in a situation, and, like, he stood to make a lot of money if he would go things one way, but, but that he knew he was a little bit dishonest, and if he goes the other way and does the honest thing, he seemingly will lose a ton of money, and he did the, the right thing, and in the end, the, on the country, even a better business deal came along, and like, and, and, and he was wealthy ever after. Says, okay, you know, as you said, you know, good. If that's what you need to hear the story to tell you it's a hard to, to to do the right thing, that's fine. But the truth is that there's many many cases where the person does the right thing, and he's left without a job, he's left without money. And nonetheless, it's the right thing to do. And that's a much more beautiful story. Right? Because a person actually chooses to do the right thing in spite of the fact that he's going to lose out on, on money or, or the job or the procedure or whatever it is. As opposed to saying like, oh, I'll get the, I'll, I'll get the money, I'll get the prestige also. Right? 
Maybe you will, but maybe you won't. So mm-hmm. what? It doesn't, that's not what life is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, some things are very strongly decreed from heaven. Right? Some things are kind of uh, more within the realms of, of uh, down here, of Heshtadlus um, and now, certainly, any riches that are accrued through any um, dishonesty are not going to have a long-lasting wealth to the family. That's that's for sure, right? They're not going to stay stick around. Certainly, they will be a source of curse to the family instead of a source of blessing. Um, all sorts of things like that, right? But. Um, In, you know, in 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 the in the immediate in the immediate future, there can be there can be differences, and that's okay. We're not out to be rich if it's if it's the wrong thing to do. We're not out to be famous if it's the wrong thing to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to skip the next two paragraphs because we want we want to keep the pace going, and uh, I think we've basically spoken out everything he spoke he speaks about here with the advice um, and let's let's continue to harachilus uh, and hara yeah so so speaking um, gossip mongering right and evil speech and the truth is that Ramchalakaya makes short change with that as well he already spoke about the fact the 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 Gemorim Baobasr says that the Kulum Baavok right? Some some people are Baavok um, Gezel, Rubum Baavok Gezel, Beutum Baavok Arias, right? So most people have one way or another um, some sort of a level of stealing, whether it be a pen from the workplace or or time. <coughs> like all those things we spoke about, right? Then some people, a little bit of arias, primarily through lack of shmir sainayim, looking at something we shouldn't be looking at. What do you mean? How could I? He was in the workforce. She, she was right. I had to conduct a business deal or whatever it is, right? That it's a, uh, yeah. So the answer is, you, you know yourself that you could have been that extra careful. Yeah, that's the extra... Second or two, that was that was Avak Arias, right? And all the other things that he spoke about over there relating to that speech and other such things. And Kulam Ba'avak Lashon Hara. And that's a terrifying thing. It's terrifying. Our mouth, our Lashon, is probably the most dangerous weapon we carry on us. Right? And it's firing throughout the course of the entire day, right? Bullets flying, you know, it's like a, a war zone. Yeah? Um, so that's that's a real, that's a real thing, that's a real scary thing that we have to work on. Vamru, I'm skipping a couple sentences. Hechidami avaklashanar. What are some examples of avaklashanar? Of the gone, and this is a avalishnar that I myself am, am guilty of. It's a particular person that I know that 
always barbecuing. And I'm thinking, they're like, why is this guy constantly barbecuing? Like, he just didn't have, like, he already learned Kotor Kula. Like, how does this man have so much time for barbecuing? Right? But, what? Well, it's, fast, it's faster than regular cooking. Even said maybe he'll have more time for, for, for learning Torah. Faster than regular cooking? What do you mean? Prepare your food very quickly, what do you mean? You have to prepare the grill, you have to clean the grill, you have to... There's a whole ASIC. You're, you're, you're an amateur. You don't know what you're talking about. You have to marinate the food, the meat. Uh-huh. You have okay. to clean the grill. You have to let the coals burn out first. That's if you have... That's coals, right. But if you have a gas grill, it's another thing. Even, even with the gas. <laughs> Throw it on the frying pan. You're done. <laughs> Microwave. Come there on. Go. There you Paul. go. Also, it's, it's meat. How, how much people? How much meat do people consume? Anyway, but the point is, <laughs> but the point is, slow cooker actually. What? Slow cooker. That's easy. That's much easier. Just throw it in there and set it and forget it. As they set it and forget it. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, but so the point is that uh, I remember somebody saying something, and I, and I made a comment. Yeah, like the guy like always always has gr- the grill going, you know, and. It kind of sounded positive, but you know, in my mind, I was thinking that maybe it's a little bit too frequent. Yeah. So look over here, Mamush Avaklash and her. But uh, so I don't understand. But were you saying it to someone else that you said? Oh, you did. Oh, okay. Yeah. So someone says, "Heichem mishtakach nura." Where Where is there? Uh, where is there burning fire? Means to say, where is there a grill that's that, that, that's that's cooking, right? Ella um, Biplon, oh, of course, it's 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 in this guy's house, right? Uh, the guy over there on, um, you know, on, on Fargo, right? That guy over there, you you know what I'm talking about, yeah. That, so that's like, even though he's maybe even kind of proud of being the big, the big uh, grills man, he wears like the apron, right? <laughs> like the whole thing, right? <laughs> But um, but the point is that that um, is being said to indicate to this person who kind of takes his food a little bit too seriously, right? Oh, she's supper to or so you're in company of people that maybe you know they don't they don't particularly like a person, and you say that yeah, this guy is doing so well in business and he's built himself a new house and everything, right? So. To tell people that um, that are not fans of this person that he's doing well is also lashon hara because it's gonna cause them to like kind of get more riled up against this guy, which is interesting. I mean, you're really saying a positive thing, but you know that for them, this is gonna cause them to dislike him even more. So, why should you say it? Even it's interesting. I mean, even though to to other people you would say this, it would be it would be a compliment. Hmm. It's their problem. They're the ones that hate him, but you know that, right? I mean, we know nothing about what you know. You you know that, and you know how they're going to take it. Yeah, that's the problem. That's all the question. Are. 
even if you're not speaking negatively about that person, it's how the other, it's how the, it's basically, it's based on the receiver then? But again, I, I'm, I'm pointing out that you know that. I know, I understand. So I mean to say, if you, if you thought like, oh, these are his friends and like you're sharing just some good news about a friend, and meantime one of them is like, you know, steaming inside or whatever it is, that, that's not your problem. But if you know that this person doesn't like him, and you know that by you saying this, it's going to get him riled up. Is that how Lashon Har works as a whole, or just in that situation? Meaning, it's Lashon Har overall creates a lack of peace. It creates more splintering, more conflict. Mm -hmm. It's speech which causes ra, which causes more breakage in the world. Mm -hmm. (coughs) So, whatever will accomplish that. Okay. Um, and then the okay continues. V'chola yotze b'zeh afal pi shenirim dvorim kalim v'rochokim in a rechivus. Even though these things seem very light and not not actually gossip mongering, you're not going around town saying that the guy's a mamzer, right? But in a be'emes me'avok shalohim. Nonetheless, it is it does come from there. Kolashal davar harbe drachim liyetzer aval kol dibur sheyuchel lehivoled mimeno nezek. That's what you said. What's lashon hara? Lashon hara is any speech, or at least avok lashon hara. That would be right. Broad, obviously, avok lashon hara is always going to be a broader definition of lashon hara itself, right? So. Any speech that from it um, will be born nezek, some sort of a damage, or bizayan, or embarrassment, lechaveiro, whether you do it in front of him or not in front of him, and it is hated and found to be disgusting by Hashem. Like Hazal say, now this is this 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 uh, Gemara needs to be understood. The Gemara says, "Kol amesaper loshan hara kilu koifer biker." Now, what, what do you mean? How can you say is kilu koifer biker? You know, the guy has long payas, strimal, right? How can he? How can you say he's a koifer biker just because he's speaking loshan hara? What's he supposed to do? He's in the mikvah, right? You guys speak Lashon in the mikvah. No? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Paul never heard the word. They don't usually converse in the mikvah. Ah. Yeah, that people aren't supposed to talk anyway. Is that, well, is that a thing? I don't know if it's a thing or not, but people certainly do. That's like the, uh, it's like the town square. <laughs> okay. It's, it's like a banya for, for Jewish men. Right. <laughs> Bathhouse. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. So, um. How is the person Kofir for speaking Lashonara? Kofir Baker, someone who denies Hashem's supervision in the world. Same thing with getting angry. Slightly different language, but. Okay, but there. But, what is the same explanation? Right. Massive. How so? 
uh, a masked one. Because with anger, it's uh, you're 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 uh, not understanding that I think everything is from Hashem. Right, but here this is not. There's nothing to do with everything being from Hashem. Well, that's, if you're saying something negative about the person, yeah. then you you're either jealous or you're angry at that person in some way. So it's like, or maybe you just uh, like saying negative things about people. If you like saying negative things and you don't like the way things are as a whole, based on how Hashem put it into this world. Yeah, but you're not angry about it. You're okay. Listen, right, Hashem wants people. He wants big tzaddikim like myself, and he wants uh, you know <laughs> shvacha guys like this guy. Again, so it's like you're, you're you're questioning how Hashem. No, he's not questioning. He's totally accepting. He's he's, he's totally accepting it. How could you be totally accepting of it, but also like getting not but saying not so good things about a person? Again, he says Hashem wants big tzaddikim like myself in the world. Hashem also wants low lives like this man over here. Is that the way Hashem perceives that person? Oh, maybe not. That's, what, that's how this man perceives it. Then, then, he's called, then he's questioning the divine... He's not questioning anything. He is. If he's putting down another person, then he's yeah. questioning the divine uh, nature of that individual. But how do you know what that individual's nature is? How do you know that? That you, you're not looking at the... Based on the Ein Tovah you're not looking uh-huh. at the deep... Uh, okay, that's true. But again, we're not talking about Ein Tovah. We're saying, we, we never said someone with an Ein Ra is Kilu Koyfer Bikr. Say someone looks at people and says, "This guy is uh, nothing." Right? He doesn't say anything. He, that's what he thinks, right? Okay. We do not have a Maimar Chazal that says that man is Kibul Koyver Baker. Okay. It's specifically he, if he speaks to Lashon Hara. Okay. So again, we, obviously, we don't have time to get into Lashon Hara full on over here. It's an entire. Nesiv and the Siva Solom or the Maral, there's the Nesiva Loshan, entire long, yeah, lots of things to learn. Um, but um, but just really, really briefly, is uh, we did speak about the fact that speech is the ichor of what a man is, right? The the distinguishing characteristic between man and all the animals is speech. Um, so, the, so speech, so to speak, is the definition of man. That's the definition of who you are. So, a person who perverts his speech, is if he perverts himself. That's number one. Okay. Right. And now, here is an important thing that we have to be cognizant of: that the Creator is known through His creation. It means to say, if you think of yourself, or if you conduct yourself, you live as a Entity, as a uh, an evil, godless man, then there is no god either for that individual. Yeah, right, right. And so, a person who has perverted his very um, ichor, his very um, root of himself, which is his speech. So then, to him, there is no ikr of Hashem either. Notice the ikr, ikr in both cases. Ikr means the, the root, or the root, or the, yeah. yeah. So, um... This is the, for everything, for Avu Klesh also? For what? For just, like, the dust of Lashon, or just, like, straight on Lashon? No, that, that might be, that might have to be Lashon Haram Amish. 
Yeah, that would be difficult because everyone everyone is chayiv in, in avak lashon hara. So, but yeah, that would make the yeah, there would be nobody who would be a believer, right? Can you repeat the connection one more time? Starts yeah. So this is how the Maral in the Chidusha Gadus and the Gemara in Erochen explains it that the defining characteristic of man is speech. That's what the Targum Uncles mm-hmm. in Parshas Bereshis where the Torah says that Hashem created man uh, a living soul. So the Targum Uncles is coming to explain what does that mean? Aren't all the animals living souls as well? So he says a speaking soul. Right, so that's the the definition that the Torah gives us of man. What is man? How is he different from all the animals? He's a speaking soul. He's someone that speaks. And we spoke about the concept of speech, someone that connects the spiritual realms with the physical realm. Right? So this man has totally rejected, denied, uprooted that um, that fundamental definition of himself. Mm-hmm. And the creator is known from the through the create through the creature through the created, right? So I mean, the only way I can believe, and this is a very very deep point, the only way I can really believe in God, is if I believe in my own having come from God. If I see myself as being the handiwork of the Creator, that's really the only way that I can see the Creator. If I don't understand myself as being a being being made with Salam Alokim, then I then I can't really see Alokim anywhere either. Right? And a person who is a Musapra Lashanhara, he's fundamentally not a Salam Alokim. So he also doesn't believe in in, in Alokim either. It's a pretty um extreme thing to say, but that's what Chazal say. I mean, they're saying it on a deep, deep level. Obviously, you could always have, you know, just a, a mess up or whatever, and the person does tshuva, fine. And, but saying, at that moment, while a person is speaking Lashon Hara, that's what's happening. Right? And if you were to be a consistently a person who's speaking Lashon Hara, then, then, he, then, then that would be his state of being. So we've uprooted the, the fundamental difference by speaking Lashon Hara. So fundamental as a definition of man it's, it's the difference between man and animals uh-huh. yeah but is is the final def- fundamental definition of who a man is in what way by the tell him in what way what is man man is a speaking being so if a person destroys that in himself he's not a man he's an ape and apes don't believe in God okay um and then he leaves off with the with Pasuk and Tehillim. Melashni Baseser Re'ehu, someone who uh, speaks in a hidden way, in a private situation uh, about his fellow, obviously means Melashni, means, means someone who speaks Lashon Hara about his fellow. Also, Etzmis. Him, the, the, the Mephoshim, the David, uh, Others say that it means echris, him I will cut off. Again, saying the same point that why will Hashem cut him off? Because you can't have a relationship with Hashem 
if you yourself are not B'Tzalem Elohim. Right? If you've destroyed that, that divine nature in yourself, so you can't have any relationship with Hashem. Okay. Uh, next. Sina and the comma. So the, the, this connects to... Um, it does seem to connect to like I and Tov though, or uh, I and Tov though, right? Didn't you didn't you use that as an, as the original example with the Miraglim as to what led to um, the destruction of, I mean, uh, to Tishabab and and uh, what the they, that, they, that there was a, that they cut themselves off from the land. Uh, I mean, they're speaking negatively. That was so. Masapra Lashon Hara, right? right. You're right. So over there, we spoke about Masapra Lashon Hara, and that is very much the same point as over here. So cutting themselves off from Hashem. Right. Yep. But, it, but see that that was rooted in that was Lashon Hara, though. Right, but the Lashon Hara is rooted in, in uh, it, um, lack of Ein Tov. That's true. That is how. That is what happened over there. Uh-huh. I don't know if it always has to be that way, but yeah, uh, certainly some of Ein Tov. It would be hard. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a much more. The difference is like this: the Ein is where things begin. It's deep. I mean, maybe one step deeper, it would be maybe the heart. A Lev Tov is where it all comes from, mm-hmm. right? And then Ayin Tov. Um, uh, speech is the very last thing. That's already what leaves me and goes out to you. Mm-hmm. Is the last gate. So okay. that's... Uh, in, the, in that case, it went. We said that, 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 that they were Magdim the pet to the ayin, right? It's supposed to be ayin and then pet. It's supposed to be the ayin, the eye first. Right? And then afterwards the speech. They did it the other way around. They did the speech first, so to speak. They drew their conclusions. They knew what they were going to say. And afterwards they went, they found, they found the proof for it or whatever it is. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's, there's a relationship between those two. The ayin and the pay, in the alphabet, the ayin comes before the pay. Right. It, it just seemed like that in general that there was there be a, 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 a connection. That's right. Okay. We see yeah. in the alphabet itself. We right. See it. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Um, okay. So now the sin and the comma. Now, this this is a very difficult sugya. It's a complicated sugya. Seen in the comma. Um, the the Gemara says, "Call Tamil Chacham Shein Nokim Venoter Kanachash Ein Tamil Chacham." Anyone, any Tamil Chacham who's not Nokim, take revenge, Venoter, and bear grudge, Kanachash like a snake. Ain't a like a serpent. Ain't a He's not a tamachach. So on that, the Gemara asks, "What do you mean?" But the, we there's a there's a love of nakama and the tira. 
Losikum Velositor as Bnei Amecha. Right, the, 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 you shouldn't you shouldn't bear a grudge and you shouldn't take revenge. So, just to speak out what the tension is. The Gemara goes back and forth and different, different makes different chilukim and things, but just to first speak out what the tension is. The Gemara, uh, I believe it's the Gemara in Sota, says that Yosef Atzadik never managed to forgive his brothers. Really? Yeah. You can see it in the Psukim, actually. After, after Yaakov you know, passes away, and they, they, uh, they, were, they were afraid that... Uh, they were afraid that now that Yaakov passed away, so now Yosef is going to take vengeance on them. Uh, what? Right, 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 right. And so, so they said to him that before father passed away, he asked... You, they should please not take revenge on us, and they should forgive us, etc. And Yosef says to them, very, if you notice what he says to them, it's very interesting if you read it carefully. He says, What? No, I, I would never do anything to you. Don't worry, I'll feed you, I'll support you, I'll take care of you. He never says, I forgive you. You didn't say that originally? Right, that's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. He never, like, no. when he embraced him, and he not said, No? Nope. Okay. Says, don't, uh, don't worry what you think. You think that you know that this wasn't meant to be. That Hashem uh, yeah, sent me here to to say that, uh, all of those things, right? But but an actual full on mechila. Mm-hmm. He's never more like even though they asked. That's so interesting. They asked you forgive us. Is that like yeah. a taina on him? Uh, not really. It's not that. That's the thing that people don't understand. It's not a taina on him because. It's not an easy thing to do. Yeah, it's not. It's not a, uh, there was the Gemara does bring an example of of um, one of the Amaroyim or Tanoim. I can't remember. They said that he was careful that he never went to sleep without 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 fully forgiving everyone that day. But that, but that was a particular person. That was one unique person. One great, great person that he said, I have mastered a particular trait that I stand head and shoulders above everybody else in my generation. All the other tzaddikim, all the other tzaddikim, chachamim, I am greater than they. Because I am capable of not holding on to a grudge. It's not an easy thing to do. Somebody did something really, really painful to a person. People say, yeah, of course, what do you mean? Hey, it says uh, over there in, in uh, Krishma Lamita, right? It says, I forgive everyone, anyone that did anything to me, I forgive them totally, whether it be in Momentus, whether it be in, in honor, whether it be in... You know, we mumble it every night before we go to sleep. Right? So, of course. But do we actually mean? Yosef he couldn't do it. Yeah? But we, of course, <laughs> right? Well, to be fair, I mean, it's not every day that you're sold by your brothers to almost your death. That's true. <laughs> that means, to be fair. That is very true. <laughs> that is very true. Um, but 
It's interesting how there's like the, there's the difference of understanding that it's all from Hashem. And still understanding that they are free will decision makers. Or even not just understanding, knowing that it's all from Hashem, because right. that's, that's what's said about him the entire right. journey, basically. Mm-hmm. So for sure he knows it in that part as well. That's what he told them. Right, but then, um, but is it emotionally then, or, or what is it? No, but it does not exempt them in any way for what they did. They were still free will decision makers in what they did. What is he not forgiving them? If it's not, if he understands that it's... For what they did to him. But why not? I don't understand what the lack of where, where the inability to forgive is because of the action itself. Yeah. Even though it's it's interesting. The, the, I mean, I, I know there's a, this concept that Hashem wants it, but but how how it happens is the issue, regardless of how Hashem wants it. So I mean, Hashem wanted this to happen. But they still did it, so they still should be punished technically for it. Right. So, right. so they didn't have to be the shliach. Right. They would have had so he was upset that they ended up being the vehicle for bringing that. About. Not, they didn't end up. They chose. chose right. Okay. Okay. So he's, he's upset by the fact that they chose to be the vehicle. No, he chose to be the vehicle. They chose for him to try to kill him. <laughs> Or potentially, uh, or or ultimately, to sell into slavery. It, it seems to me that that's more of an emotional thing. Then it is okay. So he couldn't get over his emotions. Yep. Okay. It seems like he's much more person that I thought was much more in control of his emotions. He can control his emotions. Yeah. He controlled his emotions just fine. He didn't. He didn't pull a Count Monte Cristo on them and like, you know, <laughs> cut, use use like all of his wealth That's to like, right. to like plot, like That's their demise and yep. like etc. Right? He didn't do that. He supported them. He never did anything bad to them. He you know, he was he was he was totally in control of his emotions, but doesn't change the fact. So that can you get past that one thing? Okay, That's fine. Well, emotionally, I understand. I, it's, I'm not trying to diminish the fact of like what what they did to him. Obviously, that's one of the worst things that could ever possibly be done. It's what it's supposedly. It's like we're we're still paying for it really to this day. But it seems to be sourced in the fact that because Yosef had thought it could not get over emotionally the situation. Yeah, that's that's taking it to a different level. Yeah, based on emotions. But that's okay. what we have to understand. That therefore, if someone does something to us, and we understand it, like we really need to forgive this person. We have to understand that it's not like a, oh, sure, well, yeah, I think I mentioned in Hamapel that I forgive everybody, so probably included in him, probably included him as well. No, it doesn't work that way. You have to really work really hard to make sure to, I mean, again, if you're a huge tzaddik, maybe that day you'll forgive everybody. Anything happened that day, you forgive before you go to sleep, right? But first of all, that itself could take a long time. It could take a lot of introspection, and contemplation, and be strengthening yourself in your amuna, right? Um, to to do that, that's not a simple thing to do. And also, you may fail that day. You may not manage to forgive that person that day. It could take multiple days, or, or maybe years. But also, I mean, even though you may come to the conclusion that maybe you do forgive him, the thing is, you'll forget it. 
that's another thing. It always just brings up the trauma of, of remembering what happened. Say again, say again. Like, it's one thing to forgive a person for doing it, but is it true forgiveness if you still always remember it? It's always in the back of your mind every time you see this person, like, this person did so-and-so. I mean, I forgave him, but I still remember it. Remember it or, like, me, or, like, have feelings towards him because of it? Well, those are two very different things. Just remembering it, I mean, you, you know, you're not a, uh, you, you don't have, like, mental problems, right? You don't, like, I mean, people that have functioning memory system, they don't forget things that happened. So, you know, that's, that's okay. Right. No one's expecting you to forget what happened. That would right. be, that would, you know, have some sort of brain trauma. Right. But the question is, are you having negative emotions towards this person? Well, as I'm but so let's say you are, but that means you didn't forgive him. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Forgiving doesn't mean to say the words "I forgive you." That does not mean that. Okay. Forgiveness means that you do not have any negative feelings towards the person in your heart for what they did. Okay. Should he have talked it out more with them? Like, should should they have spoken it out more with him? I don't understand. Like, how there could be that's the that's the lingering issue that we're dealing with to this day is the fact that because there's emotions there that we couldn't get past the emotional. I mean, like I'm I'm making light of it, but like therapy sessions or something like that. You guys can't work that out. Yeah, probably not. Therapy doesn't always work. What about contrary the, to what the uh, you know how much they charge per hour? <laughs> What about what about if you ask like the concept if you ask for forgiveness three times, then it's like you're forgiven essentially. No, it's on the no. person. It's that it's that you it's that you it has to, first of all asking forgiveness three times just to clear the air right. It has to be asking forgiveness in three different situations. Approaching them three separate times. It's not like, can you forgive me? No. Please, come on, forgive me. No. Come on, I'm really sorry. No. that That's all one. Okay, that's one. The other thing is there has to be Barabim. It has to be in front of ten people. Do people have to be aware? Yeah, we are aware. They have to... Just like after chakra, it's just quickly, hey, do you forgive me? And I'm not... Do you forgive me? No, no, no. It's the point is that you publicly. Well, yeah, but isn't but then then you have to go back to if someone publicly embarrasses a person because if it's barabim, they have no no halakhanolabo okay. because there's technically it's done in public embarrassment. Therefore, what? Who's embarrassing who in public? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to understand. I no, no, I understand the case. The case is you said you said in order to have mechila, like the, like to give the three. No, not the mechila. Once you've done, once you've approached a person right. on three separate occasions. In front of many people, right. and you you literally did your best. Then eventually, w- 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 then then you can stop because there's nothing more you can do. Not because you've gotten forgiveness doesn't doesn't help you to get forgiveness. But what it does is it it, it, it now now you're just being a nudbuk, meaning like he's not gonna he's not gonna forgive you, right? So what are you gonna accomplish by continuing to do this again? Yeah, but <laughs> so where does it come from? Whoever said that now it's on the person who should be giving the forgiveness to to give it. Like if the guy's asked three times and then he still doesn't forgive, yeah. it's his problem. I heard that something. It's like his problem. Right now it's like you know the guy is 
you know, he asked for forgiveness. It's not really. It's in the other person's hands. Now. It's in the other person's hands. That I agree to. But I think I think it's, it's you have to be careful with the wording, right? If you say it's in his hands, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying to Paul, right? Listen, you have displayed to this person in no uncertain in, in no uncertain terms, right? That you are deeply sorry and regretful for what happened. What does that mean? For You've done it time and time again, right? In front of people, you, you're like you're willing to, you know, do it publicly, right? So now, now he knows that, right? Now the rest of it is in his hands. That still doesn't do anything for you, for the person who needs the. the right, right, right. And yeah. it does not like it's like his fault. Oh, like now it's his avatar or something. Right. No, no, no. It's, um, you know, it's. Very, it's just that there's nothing else you can do. Wow. You've, done, you've done everything you can do. Now it's in his hands. Hopefully, he will, with time, you know, manage to digest this. And but if not, you're still stuck with that avera, even though you sincere about the mechila. Again, Hashem is aware of all these things. Hashem is aware of the efforts that you've done. Of course, it makes a very big difference, right? It makes a very, very big difference. You know, whether you actually did go, you know, the, as far as you could, you know, you, I was literally, I was talking to someone recently, he said that he he had once offended someone, um, and this person wouldn't forgive him, so he literally, like, like, you know, sat down, like, on the floor, and he said, like, you know, like, I'm just gonna, like, you know, fast, like, I'm just like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I'm just roll, roll around on the floor, like, totally humiliate himself to, to, you know, to get that person to forgive him. But, it's, um, okay, so that's, that's one discussion. Okay, so, so, so say, number one, I just wanted to make it very clear, right, that it's not a matter of, can you just please say the words, just say the words, amokhali, amokhali, right, like, it's nothing. Like, well, you just mumble some words and mochel you. What is that? Right? If, if, it's like Anyam Kippur, like, right? Like, as you're about to start diving, it's like, hey, remember that thing that I did to you? Like, the really bad thing. Yeah. You mochel me? Yeah. <laughs> you serious? Like, right now, as like you're about to go into the, into the davening, like, if you, if you actually think it's serious, why didn't you approach me a week ago in like a, Normal setting where we could talk about this. Why do we do that thing on Tarsadaram? Yeah. You're saying words. Tarsadaram? Yeah, where your vows and your oaths. What does that do with this? Is it because there's no emotions attached to it? I mean, yeah. you're just saying words. You're not like actually like, really. Are you really meaning it? Is it? You don't. Are, there's no problem. To are the mean people? It. Are the judges that are that are like there with you? Are they really? But they don't need to forgive saying? you emotionally for anything. They don't need to digest anything. You're saying to them, dear judges, I took upon myself to, you know, um, wake up every morning at five fifteen to learn extra an extra fifteen minutes of. Musr before my Seder of Gemara, right. and then afterwards, um, you know, I noticed that it like wakes up my my kid or my wife or whatever it is, and and, and I had to renege on that. So, uh, will you be will you be mightier than another? Um, because I didn't think about it. Now, it's it's more complicated than that because there you're not elaborating what actually you did, and they don't know it, but. 
that's what we, we speak about that over there. The point is, it's a, it's a technical procedure over there. If you have an outstanding nether, they, they're nullifying the nether. Because there's no emotions then? Or yeah, no we're, not, we're not talking about forgiveness. You're not looking to, to have anybody forgive you. Right there, Yosef. Right there. Yeah, you you hear? I think there's another people do have people do tend to apologize to other people, you know, before before Connor, before your Kipper. But the point is that should be done like well in advance and in a private setting or in a setting where the person has the time and the ability to actually discuss it with you if you actually mean it. I understand. We're, we're, we're saying there's no. It seems seemed like there was a precedent set. It seemed like there was a precedent set for just doing something and having something wiped out, like just saying words and having Not something wiped out. Not at all. There's no precedent for that it, for emotionally. Right. So that's there's a precedent for it that it's a technical, it's a legal ruling of the basic. You made a vow. There's nothing emotional about that. You made a vow, and they're saying that vow is permitted. Okay. Okay. Um, just like we know you could be Mako, uh, I mean, the Kadeiros is hot, and it's very emotional for her, right? Okay, fine. Um, let's just... So that, that was the first point that I wanted to speak out, okay? That it's difficult. It's difficult. It's something that a person needs to work on, right? Not something that you say the words. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to discuss is that it's not so posh it. It's not so posh it that in every situation you just wave the white flag, you know, just turn the other cheek, right? Um, that, that's, that's, turn the other cheek, it's a Christian concept. Yeah? Um, and like we said, the Gemara does say, however you understand that Gemara, but, you know, there's a shackle of Atariya, there's a back of it, there's a big machlaikis about it, but the Gemara does begin with a statement. And the moral explains why is that. Because if a person thinks, let's say this other person, he went, he did something negative to me, he did something bad to me, right? And then, yeah, there's no consequences. Like, yeah, was, yesterday it happened, so, so what? No, it doesn't, you know, the, the world has no... Um, Lays din lays dayan. There's no, there's no, there's no judgment. There's no law and order. There's anyone can do anything, and it's all fine. It's all good. Um, just accept, uh, you know, yeshka into your heart, and it's all taken care of, right? It doesn't work that way, right? So, um, so one of the, so one of the mafarshim say that when we're talking about <laughs> to try to forgive every person before going to sleep, right? Ideally, and if not, then at some point later on. Is we're talking about where he apologized, where he sincerely apologized. That's what that Amora meant. That he never went to sleep bearing a grudge against someone who had apologized to him, which means no matter how late he would have to stay up, he would stay up for hours working, 
you know, searching out his soul, davening to Hashem to help him, right? That if someone had wronged him, and then this person genuinely came and apologized, he would make sure that that night before going to sleep, he wouldn't go, because when you go to sleep, your soul ascends to a higher place. So to a certain extent, things condense, things com- kind of like concretize, and certain messages can be transmitted upstairs. So if a person has a grudge, and they go to sleep, um, it could end up being bad for the person who the grudge is against. Right? If the, so if, if Ruvain did something bad to Shimon, and Shimon goes to sleep, bearing a grudge, it, it could end up being bad for Reuven. Yeah? So, so he would make sure to work really, really hard to forgive, to forgive Shimon if Shimon, to forgive Reuven, if Reuven had apologized. Right? But if Reuven had not apologized, then no. How can I forgive someone that he himself doesn't feel any regret over this? Yeah? It's, it's not okay what he did. How, how can I say it's okay what he did when it's not okay what he did? Yeah, now, the other way to look at it is you can say, yeah, it's true it's not okay what he did. But I, 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 for, I can forgive him on a personal level, which means someone did something bad to you. Yeah? Um, okay? That's, so you know, you're very upset. Now let's say that that person did something bad, the same, the same bad thing to your neighbor. Not necessarily a friend of yours, or somebody else, just someone you know. Not, not someone that you personally are very close with. You might not think it's very nice of him, right? But you're not, you're not like, seeming, you're not, like, you know, uh, really upset over it. Right? Um, you, 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 you're saying um, that... Uh, hold on a second. You're saying that, uh, okay, it, it wasn't nice what he did, but it's not a fundamental grudge that you bear. Okay, so we'll pick this up. That's Shem next week.